I want to say to all the moms at all of our locations as well, I want to say it one more big, big time to all of you. Happy Mother's Day. Can we just say it? Guys, can we just say it real loud at the count of three? One, two, three. Come on. Happy Mother's Day. Let's give it up for the moms. Come on, guys. Let's do it. You know, as you guys have heard in many of my messages, I talk about my mom, and today I'll mention some of that as well. But I remember as a, as a young kid, I, I would walk up to my mom and wherever she was, and I'd often say, Mom, what do you want to talk about? And I would just talk about just different things. I'd say, Mom, what, what, what do you want to talk about? Of course, we would talk about it. It reminded me of this funny story. Little Johnny kind of had the same posture. He was always trying to talk to his mom and dialoguing, and, and they did that. And little Johnny watched, though, one day and was fascinated. As his mom was, was, was gently rubbing this cream, cold cream, on her face. Mommy, why are you rubbing that cream on your face? He asked. To make myself beautiful, Johnny, that's why. Only a few moments later to see her taking tissue and rubbing it off of her face. And Johnny quickly asked, what's the matter, Mama? Are you already giving up? Now, I love the concept and the thought. I just want to say this, moms. Let me just say this. Not only your daughters, but your sons so enjoy that conversation with you. They so enjoy that. Today, I want to talk to you about what it means to be a mother of influence. I think that we, as ladies, we hear a lot about men and men making an impact. But I I want to show you from the Bible today that a mom's influence, that a mother's influence... It's so powerful. It's so strong. It can lift or it can limit. It can accelerate a child into their future. Matter of fact, I got some some facts this week. Uh, In 1914, President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed this day, the second Sunday of May, as Mother's Day. Why? Here it is. Quote, for the public expression of our love and reverence for the mothers of our country. It's certainly true that no country is greater than the mothers, for they are the makers of the next generation. We honor you today, moms. We celebrate you. Today in a message entitled, Fight for Your Children. I want to talk to you today about the power of a mother's influence. The power of a mother's influence. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I want to talk to you about the power of a mother's influence. Now, there's three primary characters in this story. Number one, there's a man. His name is Elkanon. Elkanon. And he's married to two women. I'm going to qualify that in just a moment. One woman's name is Peninnah and the other is Hannah. So we're going to read a little bit more text than we usually read. I'm going to give you the full context and then we're going to talk about the power and the influence of a mother. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 2. And he had two wives, this man, Elkanah, and the name of one was Hannah and the name of the other was Peninnah. Peninnah had children but Hannah had no children. This man went up from the city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, they were there, the priests of the Lord. And whenever the time came for Elkanon to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to her sons and daughters. But 
But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Boy, how tragic that she was even teased for that, chided for that. So it was year after year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanon, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why, why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? First Samuel chapter 1 records the story of the birth of Samuel, often considered Samuel the greatest figure in the Old Testament between Moses and David, a colossal figure, a powerful prophet, and a leader. The interesting thing here, the spotlight is on this woman named Hannah. Now, why is that important? I'll say this. Jesus made it clear, and I want to go on record saying this. Jesus made it clear in the New Testament that God's original plan for marriage was one man married to one woman. Why is that important? And Matthew 19 in the Old Testament shows that trouble always follows. Jesus was clear. Matthew 19. A man and a woman. Trouble always follows plural marriages. Trouble always follows polygamy. I just want to go on record as saying that. Can I have a big amen right there? Back to this story. Elkanon was a godly man. He took his family on a pilgrimage each year. What did he do? He went up to the tabernacle at Shiloh, and, and, and it would be there that they would sacrifice and they would worship God. For many years, they made this journey. And Penina, or Penina she had children, and, and, and the other wife, Hannah, didn't. Again, it was bad enough that, that Hannah's womb was closed, but, but her rival, if you could say it that way, would always tease her and chide her about that. In the Hebrew culture, having children was a sign of God's blessing. So, so you could, one could only imagine that, that's, that overwhelming sense of pride that this lady had. That she had children, but what about Hannah? Hannah didn't have children. In the Hebrew culture, it was, it, was seen as a, it was seen as a curse to not have children. Well, the rest of the story is Peninnah was jealous of Hannah. Why? Because Elkanah would give her a double portion. He, he loved Hannah, and, and, and he loved her for a whole bunch of reasons. By the way, Scripture never indicates at any level that Hannah ever fought back. But God was faithful to her. God was faithful to her. I want to talk to you today about a mother of influence. I'm going to give you straight from this story four defining traits of a mother of influence. Number one, a mother of influence refuses to become bitter, refuses to become bitter. Look at verse 9. So Hannah arose after they'd finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and, and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give me. Lord, but will give your maidservant a male child. That was her prayer. By the way, this is often, this is, I, I talk about this at child or baby dedication. This is one of the primary texts that we use. She said, Lord, if you'll give me this child, this male child, then I will give him to you, O God. 
all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. At this point in her life, Mother's Day would have been a sad day for Hannah. Because as everybody else was celebrating, as her rival was celebrating, Peninnah. Oh, she would celebrate on Mother's Day because why? Well, she had children. But, but for Hannah, Mother's Day, was, Mother's Day was a day that she actually would wake up in the morning and think, maybe this is the day that I don't need to go to church. Maybe this is the day that I just, I'll, just, I'll just skip this one. Maybe you can relate to Hannah. Maybe the fact that you've cried out for a child and everybody around you's had children. It's like, and your sister's had children and your, and your best girlfriend from high school and college and everybody, and, but, yet, but, but you've not. And boy, the enemy's there. Is to, he's just right there whispering to you. Maybe it's not being infertile, but maybe it's maybe this is the first Mother's Day where your mother's not with you anymore, and, and it's painful, and, and you're still grieving that, and 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 so Mother's Day to 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 you is not just well, it's it's something that was special, but now you know moving forward it's going to look a little bit different, and oh, we can bring the memories and and we can open up the books, but but. But the reality is that certain someone that was so special to you is not going to be at lunch today. It's painful. The fact of the matter is, is that life often can be painful. The question is not whether life can be painful. The question is, what do we do with that pain? How do we process that pain? Do we stuff pain or, or do, we, do we make a decision? And I want to say a strategic decision. It's easy to think the heroes in the Bible are somehow different than us. Again, I've said this for years. If you're a guest here, if maybe if you've not been here for a long time, I've said this literally, I don't know how many times. I'll never forget probably year six or seven. This guy came up to me and said, Pastor, I just wish that I was in the Bible. It looks amazing. They would do all these miracles, all these, these, these heroes of faith. And I said, you want to be in the Bible? I don't want to be in the Bible. I mean, on the Bible, you see all the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, you see everything in people's lives. And the fact of the matter is, these people in the Bible are not somehow some select group of people that didn't deal with the real challenges. The difference between us and them is that we get to see their challenges for thousands of years. But we also get to see their responses. Hannah had unfulfilled expectations. She dreamed of having a son, yet she was barren. The potential was there every time. And I want to say this, every time we have what's called an unfulfilled expectation. You know, there's that gap between the dream and the expectation. And when you go back to your current reality, that gap right there is what I call the bitterness zone. You've got this dream. You've got this hope. Maybe it wasn't to have a child. Maybe it's just to get married or, or maybe it's to start a business. Maybe it was your son or daughter to serve God. And so you've got this hope, this expectation right here. But, but when you assess current reality, there's this big, this big gap. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, that gap, how you manage that gap, how you process that gap. I want to help you today to process the gap. Because how you process that gap, there's always two roads. There's, and by the way, they both begin with the same letter. There's the bitter road, or there's the better road. There's always the, there's always the choice. And maybe that's where you are today. You, you are facing 
You're facing some unfulfilled expectations. Things didn't, things didn't work out the way I thought. Life didn't work out the way I thought. What do we do with our pain? The pain is real. The hurt is real. But what do we do with it? In the same way Paul in the book of Ephesians addressed the severity of allowing our lives to be filled with bitterness. Again, where does that come from? Where our expectations are in our current reality. By the way, we can be mad at God. We can be mad at others. Well, you didn't do for me. It didn't work out the way I thought. Or, or we, can, we can ultimately even be mad at ourselves. But there's a gap. How do we manage the gap? Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, let all bitterness. Everyone say bitterness. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking, let it be put away from you. Let it be put away from you with all malice. Why? It doesn't mean that we don't experience hurt at times, but we give up the right to allow hurt and offense and ultimately bitterness to mark our lives. We don't take the bitter road, we take the better road. We, we make that choice. It's a choice. It's a choice for all of us. You ever been around somebody that's just flat out bitter? And you're just thinking, and by the way, by the way, bitter Bitterness is an equal opportunity exploiter. You can't be bitter at one person and that not ooze on to the rest. That's why there's collateral damage in relationships. That's why there's, there's what I would call sideways impact in relationship. What do we do with our pain? Jesus, the words of our Lord on the cross, Father, forgive them. He wasn't about to bring anything. Let me tell you, even though he was God in the flesh, he was modeling for us. He was the son of God, but he was also the son of man. He was 100% God, but he was also 100% man. And here it is. Where are all those friends of his at the cross? Only John. Father, forgive him. Oh, no, he, 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 he understood. He understood. There's two roads, the bitter road or the better road. How are you managing the gap? All of us have a gap in our lives. All of us have a gap of what we thought, what we believed, what we wanted, what we dreamed of. And then we assess our current reality. How are we managing the gap? Hannah is in the Bible in a good way because she managed the gap. A dear friend of mine went through an incredible painful time. He and his wife with infertility. And by the way, we want to minister to you as a church. We've got in all of our... Commons, areas, and foyers, there's people that want to minister and pray with you today. Even up at the altar, we have a prayer team because I know that's a very painful thing. And I, and I saw them in their lives. I saw them. I saw them where there would be times they get real close to the line. But I saw them. I'm taking the better road. I'm taking the better road. Number two, a mother of influence prays passionately. Let's see how Hannah modeled this prayer. She made a choice. I'm going to take the right road. First, Samuel chapter 1, verse 12. I'm just going line by line through this. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke to her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my, my Lord, I, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and my grief, I've spoken until now. In other words, she was, she was taking the better road. She was bringing her pain to God. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petitions what you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. 
Hannah, just like us, faced some decisions. She faced some decisions. And by the way, the, the cost of the wrong decision was great. It would have been really big. And yet, she didn't shut down. She didn't lash out at those around her. In other words, what she did, here it is. What she did is she made a choice. God, I'm not going to move away from you in my pain. God, I'm going to bring my pain to you. God, I'm going I'm to bring my unfulfilled expectations. God, I'm going to bring the gap to you, oh God. I'm going to bring that gap to you, oh God. And the Bible says that she began to pour out her heart so much that the priest in the temple thought she was drunk. I mean, oh, that's, some, that, that's called getting after it prayer. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, she was just crying out to God. A mother of influence, a woman of influence. Let me tell you something. Every one of us, they've got the choice, the better road or the bitter road. How do you manage the gap? She said, I'm going to bring it to God. I'm going to bring my infertility to God. I'm going to bring my missed expectations. I'm going to bring the pain from my rival and how she chides me. And I'm going to bring it to God. I'm not going to get mad at God. I'm not going to walk away from God because I know that God is not my problem. God is my solution. God is the one that's going to help me. God is the one that's going to fill my soul. She knew that God was the answer. God oftentimes uses our problems to get our attention. Has that ever happened in your life? It's happened in mine. There's lots of reasons why we have challenges. We live in a broken world. There's a real devil. But sometimes God flats out, flat out uses the challenges of life to just get our attention. Maybe we've just drifted a little bit. Maybe our attention has been a little bit. We, we, we've just kind of been off course a little bit. Because of this mother's faith or diligence, she just kept pressing in. She kept pressing in. I love the scripture in Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. I, I, I talk a lot about my mom. And uh, w- once a year specifically, I'll mention some things of and, 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 and thank God. By the way, when, when, I, when I realized what I was like as a kid, how many of you know Woodrow Wilson, if he'd have known my mom having to raise me, he would have declared Mother's Day once a month, not once a year. You know what I'm talking about. I, mean, still, I, I was all over the place. And I, I thank God that my mom prayed for me, believed God for me. Matter of fact, she had a Bible study in her home when I was a teenager in our home at 3.30 on like Tuesday afternoon. Boy, what a strategic time. And she knew exactly. By the fact, Lauren Dufour, uh, she was a young teenager. She was a little bit older. I shouldn't say that. She was just, she was, there was, there was older ladies, moms, but she was a younger girl that was there. She's in our church today, and she remembers that. I'd walk in from school, and they would all be putting their hands out. My mom would be like, pray for my heathen son. Just pray for him. Just pray for him. Just pray for him right now. Literally, that happened. I thought, these ladies are crazy. I never forget one day I thought to myself, man, I run them off. I'm so excited. They weren't there. And man, I just like, yeah, and man, they just couldn't handle me, you know. I just like, yeah, because it was so convicting. You know what I'm saying? I, I was on everybody's prayer list in the church. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not joking. My mom stopped, you know, listen, if you pray for my son, he's, he needs help. <laughs> I never forget one day I just walked in my room and they're like, all these crazy ladies, they're anointing my room with oil. Pulling down my Led Zeppelin posters, Rush 2112, police, sticks, anointing with oil, all of my Panama Jack shirts, but they crossed the line when they put oil on my leather members only jacket. Come on, how many of y'all remember that? I was like, listen, 
I thank God that my mom didn't give up praying for me. Maybe you have someone that's away from God. Maybe they're a teenager, maybe they're in their 20s, 30s, whatever it is. A mother of influence prays passionately. Number three, a mother of influence commits her children to the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27. <clears throat> For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted my petition. God gave her a son, which I asked of him. Therefore, I have also lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, as long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. Hannah made a vow and a promise to the Lord. If God, if you'll give me a son, I'll give him back to you. God, if you'll give me a son, I'll, I'll, give, him, I'll give him back to you. By the way, that's the foundation of child dedication. What, we, we don't own our children. God, God gives us our children for a season of time. Ultimately, uh, all of us belong to the Lord. Our uh, Children are a gift from God. But, but a parent that understands that, 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 that this son, that this daughter is a gift. Oh God, I give them back to you. How does that practically work, Pastor? Are we dropping them off at the temple to be trained by the priest? No, but you can bring them to church to hear the word of God. I think that this is a picture of a mother that, that says, you know what? The most important thing in the life of my child, as important as education is, as important as athletics on the weekend, wherever it is, as important as recreation, as important. There is nothing that parallels getting my son or my daughter in God's house. Nothing that compares. And we've lost that as a culture. We've lost that. Parents, wake up. What are your kids seeing? They will do what you do. And I thank God that Hannah said, my kid's going to be in the house of God. You think that's not real in my life? My mom. I remember I was 16. She made me go to church. I was 16 years old. I remember the day I announced, I'm not going to church anymore. She goes, that's your choice. You will no longer get lunch money from me. I said, I'll reconsider. In other words, there was no option. I, I, I would try to be late. I would try to do things. And they made me go to church. And, and that's when people would pray for me. I'd sit on the back row. And I'd be there. I'd have my long blonde hair in my face. Flock of seagulls. And I ran. I ran so far away. Come on, flock of seagulls. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. This is a word for somebody. There was no option. You're going to be in God's house. But here's the thing. She was in God's house. Yeah. Hannah committed her children to the Lord. Every time you bring your kids to church, every time you bring them to VBS, every time you bring them to youth camp, every time you tell them on Wednesday night, no, you're going to youth group. No, 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 we're going to drop you off at youth group. No, 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 no you're going to go. Are we fighting for our kids? Are we fighting for their future? Are we fighting for what, me, what matters most? Not to educate their mind, but to educate their heart in God. To put the word of God. Do you know something that's so crazy? This is blow your mind. I'm off script here, but you need it. When I got saved, this is crazy what I'm about to tell you. When I, got, I sat in church so many years unsaved that when I got saved, I literally knew scriptures that I'd never, I, I, I didn't read them. I'd heard about them. 
The Bible says the word of God goes forth and it doesn't return void. Do you know that the word of God will actually go in a dead human spirit? That when that spirit's alive, it comes alive inside of them. And they'll know things just by exposure to the word of God. Just by exposure to the word of God. <clears throat> Vacation Bible school, mission trips, bringing your kids to church. Oh, it's so important. Our, parents, our kids are watching, our kids are watching, our kids are watching, our kids are watching. She was a mother of influence, a mother of influence. I'll never forget, at one time I stopped and I said, this is a couple of years ago, I thought to myself, you know, because my mom comes to this church now. And I'll never forget my wife, my mom, my daughter, and my daughter was a teenager. I remember after one message, they all gave me feedback. And I said, okay, we got to get some ground rules here. I'm not going to have three women correcting my message. I, I, so I, and, of course, it was actually helpful, and it was actually good. But, but, but I want to say this. Thank you, Mom, for bringing me to church. Thank you, Mom, for modeling what it means to be in God's house. I am where I am today because you brought me to God's house. Come on, how many of y'all received that? Y'all received that? One more point. One more point. One more point. By the way. Text the word CONNECT to 822-822. We have stuff all summer long. I want to say that to all our locations. i got one more point. Stay with me. But if you text the word CONNECT to 822-822 and you look, we've got all kind of things. This is the moment. Take a step forward. We've got a lot of stuff at the church for your kids this summer so they can be exposed to the word of God. Number four, finally, a mother of influence invests in her children. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18, but Samuel ministered before the Lord, even as a child wearing a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother used to make him a little robe and bring it to him year by year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli would bless Elkanon and his wife and say, the Lord give you descendants from this woman for the loan that was given to the Lord. Isn't that powerful? And then they would go to their own home. Hannah Consistently invested in the life of her child. Each year, each year she would make this little linen ephod. And she would bring it. And she would bring it to her son. She invested. It took time. Quality time. And she would invest in her boy. I know he had a unique call as a priest and there was a training session for him. But, but, but she'd make this and, and, and she would invest. And she'd speak over his life. By the way, by the way, don't ever forget this. Moms, please listen to me. Your words, there are two women in the life of every man, I don't care how old he is, that, that, are, that can lift a man to a whole nother level or wilt his soul. Number one, it's the words the mom speaks over. And number two, it's the wife. I don't care what any of y'all think about my message compared to what my wife thinks about it. First thing I do is, honey, what do you think? What do you think? Moms, we have to understand the power of our words and the power of our investment, the investment of our time, the investment of our talent, the investment of our treasure, the investment of our words. Oh, moms, if you can see the influence that you have. There's so much influence. There's so much influence. I thank God for my wife and the influence that she has just spoken over our Sons and our daughters and her commitment to them and her investing in them and the consistency in them. And I've seen how, how important, how important they, they, they receive those words. They receive the investment. I cannot communicate it enough. 
A woman of influence invests in her children. A woman of influence refuses to be bitter. They take the, they take the better road. A woman of influence brings her pain to God. She prays. She cries out to God. She cries out to God. A woman of influence, a woman of influence models and, 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 and commits their kid to God. Committing our kid to God is not just coming one time to baby dedicate them or child dedicate them. It's modeling what it means to be in God's house. Committed to God's family. With God's people. And number four, a woman of influence invests in her children. As I close, I want to just do one last thing. One of the greatest ways to pray. I pray every day. and I thank the Lord I I was discipled well. Pastor Doug Arman was one of the ones that discipled me, that taught me how to have a prayer life. But you know what I found? The most powerful way to pray is actually when you pray the promise of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you pray the revealed word of God and claim scriptures, and I'm going to give all the moms because I just sense this. I know there's some prodigals. There's some kids. I don't whether they're teenagers or in their 20s or 30s or 40s. Mom, you could be 80 and you're still burdened for your 58-year-old son. Still burn. I'm going to give you a promise from God's word that we can claim and pray every single day. Every single day. All right, here it is. Acts 16.31. I want all of our locations, those online, to see this scripture. If you'll pull that up. Here it is. Everyone say, believe. Everyone say, on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Okay, don't miss this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. There's a, here it is. Everyone say, you and your household. Moms, how many all receive that? Come on, how many all receive that word? How many all receive that? All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I just sense faith rising. I, I'm just going to ask. I'm not going to ask you to stand, but, but right where you are, if, you're, if you have a prodigal or somebody that they're not where they need to be with God, a son or a daughter, I'm just going to ask specifically because we're going we're gonna to join our faith with you moms Mom, would you just lift your hand right now, wherever you are, any of our locations, just lift your hand up high. Okay, those of you that are online, just just note that, write that, mark that with the online. All right, here it is, here it is, here it is. All right, I'm going to join my faith. I'm going to join my faith with you guys right now. Let's just bow our heads right now. Mom, we're standing with you. The Bible says if two or more, there's a lot more than two that raise their hands. If two or more are gathered together, we're gathered together and agree. Agree. It's, a, it's the word symphony. We come into an agreement. It's one sound, one voice. If two or more are gathered together and agree, let it be established. All right, here it is. We're joining our faith. Lord Jesus, we stand upon your promise. Acts 16, 31, it says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we will be saved. Us and our household. I believe. We believe your word. We believe in household salvation. We believe that our sons and our daughters will come to Christ. Lord Jesus, we are believing right now. I'm joining with these moms right now. I'm joining my faith right now. I'm joining right now. Lord Jesus, I know in the natural some of them seem so far off, but not too far that your arm can't go and reach. Lord Jesus, we agree right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. We believe, we believe, we believe. And their household shall be saved. And their household shall be saved. And their household shall be saved. And their kids shall serve God. Their household shall be saved. Lord Jesus, we love you. 
We honor you and we worship you. Thank you for our households being saved. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Wow, what an amazing message today at church. I just want to say thank you for joining us and being a part of church this weekend. I do want to talk to those of you who maybe feel like God's stirring something in your heart in this moment. Maybe you have a prodigal child that's on your heart and you really want to pray and believe that God's going to bring them back into a relationship with Him. Or maybe you have some other prayer need that you really need prayer for right now. Let me just encourage you to engage in the chat room. Let our hosts know. Our hosts are ready and willing to pray with you, to join their faith with yours and really stand and believe that God's going to supernaturally intervene in whatever it is that you need prayer for. I also want to talk to those of you who may be making a decision to give your life to Jesus today for the first time or maybe to recommit your life to Christ. If that is you, I just want to say a big congratulations. As a church, we believe that's the best decision that you could ever make. It's not the finish line, but it's the starting line of an amazing life of following Jesus for the rest of your life. Yes, and as a church family, we would love nothing more than to just walk alongside you and encourage you and even equip you with some practical tools and next steps as you begin this journey with Jesus. And so the easiest way for us to do that is by you filling out a short forum in the chat room right now or by texting the word decision to 822-822 and it gives us an opportunity to follow up with you and just walk alongside you as you begin this new life with Jesus. Yeah, we're really looking forward to connecting with you personally. Well, with that being said, we are wrapping up this weekend's service, but don't forget to join us next weekend as we kick off a brand new series called Immersed. It's going to be really good, so make plans to join us, and we'll see you here same time. Same place, and again, Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day.